Welcome everybody to the very first episode of the Measured Gaming Podcast, Bush Radio. Uh, I am your host, NC Dave, and I am joined by my good friend, Joel the Overlord McGrath. How are we? And Spooky Luke himself. How are we all today? This uh, this podcast, 10 months in the making, some might say a lifetime in the making. Mm-hmm. We're really excited to be kicking this off. Our first topic for this episode will be a recap of the recent tournament held by Measured Gaming, the Bendigo Bush Bash Bonanza, uh, which uh, was on uh, over two days uh, a couple of weeks ago now. What we're going to do first, let's get a bit of fluff out of the way and get to know our guests a little better. So, first of all, throwing it over to my uh, co-pilot, Joel. Joel, top three armies, mate. What are they? Top three armies. You got Slanesh, mm-hmm. Stormcast, and now Beast of Chaos. Very interesting. You'd be loving the battle time. Yeah, Morlov isn't liking it though. That's the no. problem. <laughs> <laughs> and Luke, Mr. Luke Ingle. Yep. Top um, three. Top three. So I pretty well play every flavour of death these days. Mm-hmm. Uh, so working on a Flesh Eaters army, mostly Legions and the Gash, and playing around a bit with the Nighthorn as well. Very nice. I'll stay a little bit mysterious, but I'm. Uh... I'm, I'm kind of a combination of the two of these guys, a little Stormcast, a little Night Haunt, and a little something else on the way that uh, we'll get into in a later podcast, I'm sure. You know, this is uh, a competitive gaming group, so guys, rankings, where are we, Joel? I am, I think I finished off at 8th. 8th? Out of uh, 339 players, I think it was. Just approximately? Yeah. Uh, Luke? Oh, I'm sitting at a nice, lazy 63 at the moment. Lovely. Room to grow. <laughs> <laughs> That's all right. We need room for improvement everywhere. Because you know, and I'm I'm sitting solidly somewhere in the top two hundred. So, um, <laughs> you know, it's pretty proud. Mum's proud. Let's throw this out there, guys. What got you into this? Painting or playing? What's your passion here, Joel? Well, I started uh, sixteen years ago, I reckon, and like most people, uh, phased out when I was you know eighteen or twenty one. Yeah, girls, booze, all that sort of shit. And uh, sorry, hang on, hang on. Girls and Warhammer, not a mix. No, no, no. As as we're all aware. Shit. No. What yeah. am I doing? <laughs> I don't know. But um, basically, I, I am a gamer. Um, I picked up the painting side of things because uh, there was just something else to do, really. And now I am forced to do it by player packs. <laughs> of course, what you're referring to there is a three color minimum or tournament standard. Yep, just enough to get me that. Those tournament points, you know? The old soft yeah. points. And uh, Luke, painting or playing? Well, funnily enough, I actually more got into the hobby for the uh, visual aspect of it. Mm-hmm. Uh, so to me, I look at a game as, yeah, it is something to look at. That's the difference between what separates us and the uh, card players. Uh, so, yeah, look, I have started off as a uh, painter, and I'm just slowly working my way towards getting more competitive. Very nice. I, I, I definitely started... Uh, with the painting, I've got uh, uh, one of my passions has always been art. So for me, getting to paint these very cool looking little models got me into it. But yeah, I got a taste for throwing dice, and now I'm. Um, we got you uh, hooked. Yeah, definitely hooked. I'm 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 keen on um, working my way into the top 150. That's for sure. <laughs> um, all right, I'm gonna uh, throw this one out there. Favorite model doesn't have to be in your current army. Overall, favorite model. What do you got? Ooh, that's a hard choice, isn't it? Mm. Uh, I, I I like a lot of them. 
All right, what, yeah, but your desert island model, okay? You've got one model you can look at for the rest of your days. You are Tom Hanks on the island. You don't have a volleyball. You've got this model. What is it? Mm, I, I can't answer it, Luke. Come all right, all me. right, we'll come back. Luke, you've been sitting there thinking about it. I have been, I have been. Uh, look, if I'm going to be on a desert island, uh, I'm going to have Fankwell and Bone Ripper with me. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Very nice. Risky, risky choice, but... Yeah, love the model and yep. yeah, had a blast painting it. Very nice. Yeah. You made up your mind, Joe? I have. Yeah. Uh, so I'm going to choose a Lariel uh, for more than one reason. If I'm stuck on a desert island, she's got some nice thighs. <laughs> 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 and um, I reckon her model's just fucking boss, too. Yeah. Yeah, that beetle is insane. Very cool. And uh, I love the wings, too. Yes. Yeah. Very good. You know, I, I, I don't like playing them, but. I love the uh, the Stormcast Vanguard models. For me, I'd probably take a Thunder Chicken of some sort because they're just, they're very cool. Uh, maybe a Lord Aquila or something like that. I like them a lot. Right, well, that's enough fluff. Let's yeah. get on to the topic. Let's. All right, the topic. Bendigo Bush Bash Bonanza, the four Bs. So to give you a brief rundown on those of you who weren't able to attend, this is a two-day tournament, 2K list, five rounds... This year we had something in the vicinity of about 22? 22. Yep. 22 attendees, which was fantastic at a uh, lovely venue here in central Victoria, Bendigo. This uh, this event runs annually. And uh, this year was its... Uh, what, what number year was this for the Bush Bash? This was its first year. Um, then we've got another one called BadgerCon, which has run for two years now. So we're looking yep. to have two annual tournaments basically nice very nice yeah having attended uh was um my second local tournament i had a blast we got plenty of guys from outside of bendigo coming we had uh, attendees uh, from uh, from melbourne from the big smoke from uh, flying down from Cairns. we had other guys from up on the border it was great to see some interstate people there and just to see that people are willing to hop in a car or hop on a plane and and put the effort into yeah, coming to come to Bendigo of all places. Yeah, like, yeah. Why the fuck would you come here? Actually, no, come here, come to our next event. Please. Yeah, yeah, no. <laughs> it, it, well, I, I think what John means to say there is it's a wonderful place. We run the best events, and um, you're mad if you don't come. Yeah, that's yeah. right. <laughs> well, it's also fantastic to see. I mean, you look, you see uh, from uh, particularly in um, the UK, uh, a lot of people are only willing to travel maybe half an hour to get to an event, uh, whereas yeah. Australian community. I mean, we're seeing it more and more. People are willing to travel. And it's uh, fantastic to see. Yeah, definitely, no doubt. I, I wonder if, um, in some cases, that is a little bit of a cultural shift as well. You, you do uh, hear about uh, people from uh, the UK or, or European countries. You know, or, or they think that three hours in the car is a day trip. Yeah. Whereas for us, it's a you know a round trip to Melbourne. Yeah, I think we're very similar to the US. Mm. Where, um, everything's really spread out. And driving for you know five to ten hours isn't unheard of. No. So. No, that's true. All right. What we're going to do now? We're going to go around the circle. We're going to give you a really brief rundown on uh, the games we played. As I said, it uh, was five rounds. So uh, I'm going to uh, throw it to you first, uh, Joel. First game, mate. Yeah. Uh, so uh, my first game was against Michael Thompson from Rockhampton. Uh, <laughs> flew all the way down. And uh, he had a, a gash list. So we, we actually grudged uh, for round one. That was one of his conditions on coming down. So I thought I'd accept because that's what we do. Yeah, absolutely. Uh, 
We, yeah. we don't we don't uh, run from the grudge. No, no, we don't. We no? embrace the grudge. Is mate. that topical? I feel like that maybe that's a little topical. Maybe maybe that's a topic for another episode. It might be. It might be. <laughs> we'll, we'll get into that some other time. Yeah. So uh, anyway, we started the game off. We both had pretty high drops. I think my Slanesh was eight. His was nine or ten. Mm-hmm. And uh, he deployed really defensively. Uh, left a couple of gaps for Nagash because he dropped him last. Basically, I gave him the first turn because I said I I'm not going to be able to get into his. Nagash uh, with my big tits, so the exalted greater demon of Slanesh. Yep. Uh, so that is our uh, that is our code word for yeah for that model. Yep. Big tits. Big tits. So, <laughs> and she's a beast. And anyway, so gave him the first turn. He didn't really do a whole lot. He just sort of stayed turtled up, which was fair enough. But uh, we're playing for place of arcane power, so he didn't actually score anything first turn. I moved up. I scored two. I just wanted to focus on the two instead of spreading too thin on the third. Of course. Yeah, and um, basically just. Set myself up because I'm so fast, so I'm out of his threat range to get off decent charges, and so I just hung back just to see what would happen. Anyway, uh, I'm pretty sure I won priority for turn two, mm-hmm. and I saw an opening uh, in his deployment because uh, he had, the, as I was saying, the two holes to put in a gash in either one. Uh, she's got a two-inch range, so and with the thermal rider cloak, she just flew over the top of the screen, managed to pile into... Um, the Night Haunt dudes, whatever they're called. And um, yeah, just smacked him like a little bitch nice. uh, and took him off the table in one go. Yep. Yeah. Well, that's how it gets done. That is right. The lesson here don't leave a gap. Yeah, don't leave a gap in Mind the gap. Mind the gash. So um, after that, uh, you know, I was killing off all these models. Um, his, uh, what, what are they? The, the Gringas Reapers. Gringas Reapers, thank you. Uh, so they were all like neg three, neg four to hit because, uh, you know, I was rocking like. Four units of Hell Striders and Big Tits had a natural neg two to hit her in combat. Yeah, and they're a standard four up. Yeah, I think they're hit. I think they're threes. Uh, but it doesn't matter. They're hitting on sixes. Four up re-rolling. Yeah, against bigger units. units. Yeah, Yeah. so they were hitting on sixes and doing fuck all. (laughs) (laughs) Uh, And I proceeded to pretty much just take them all out. Mm -hmm. Uh, I had an army wide charge turn two, so like I even had Marauders getting in involved, like just everything. Gorney was out of position up the back, holding an objective. Didn't even need him. Yep. So, yeah, uh, after the turn three, we sort of played it out after I killed Nagash, and he just sort of called it there because there was no point in playing. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, okay. that, was, that was the goal in that game. Was if I can kill him turn one or turn two, the yeah. game's mine. Yeah, especially when we're dealing with that particular scenario where uh, you've got to be a wizard or a hero with an artifact to yeah. hold position. Um, you go knocking Nagash off the table. Yeah. So, that's a that's a, a big character. Yeah, in in his list, he had a necromancer and um, some other nighthorn hero with an artifact. So he had three potential scoring models, including mm. the gash, but they were way back and fairly low wound. Yeah, characters. Yeah, um, when one made a break for it, uh, late turn three, uh, I was just going to summon something, uh, and it was just going to go take him off the board. So yeah, yeah uh, we decided to call it fair enough. All right, you, Luke, first game. Radio first game. Uh, so I went up against Lucky and his daughters of Cain. Mm-hmm. So I basically wrote my list to be an Alpha Strike. And I got excited by the fact that he was running Daughters of Cain and thought, right, my plan is I am going to drop all 40 of my Blade Geist Revenants on his line and I am going to take him off in one turn. <laughs> so I love how optimistic that is. That was the game plan. So, Reichenor cast Cogs, all good. Uh, 
I went to cast Mirapool with uh, Lady Olinda to mm -hmm. send her forward. He did. Uh, he stopped that. All uh, both my units of Blade Guys to come down. One of them rolled the ten plus to pile in and attack twice. So didn't fail any charges. Got in. Fantastic. Wiped a couple of units. And uh, yeah, we called the game in turn two. And um, yeah, I was off to the bottom tables. Ouch. Yeah. And um, didn't quite go to plan from there. So all was looking good and yeah, didn't go so well after that. <laughs> <laughs> My first game was against uh, a good friend, Corey Ford, and his corn list with, was it four bloodthirsters? Yep. Man, first time I played against corn. I got charged. I got taken off the table. I lost two heroes in the first swipe. Yeah, it was an absolute demolishing performance. But I loved every second of it. It was great to play against him. Uh, it was good fun. And, uh, you know, uh, as I said to a, a number of my opponents across the uh, two days, I like seeing any army play well, whether it's mine or someone else's. Mm -hmm. I enjoy, enjoy the game and enjoy seeing someone's plans coming to fruition because it's almost never mine. So I've got to get used to <laughs> finding joy in other people's. Um, it was great. Had a great game. Yeah, those um, bloodthirsters exploding sixes to wound. Oh, it was just it, it was endless. It was non-stop. It was just, oh, there's one, there's one, there's yeah. one. <laughs> All right, then. Well, I guess I'll just put my undead things back in the box and uh, move on. Yeah. <laughs> uh, so at the end of round one, uh, Joel, you had a win yeah, very major under your victory. belt. Uh, Luke and yeah. I were both uh, hobbling very, away to the, uh, the... The two Nighthorn players in the very, tournament. Very major <laughs> loss. Yeah, yeah, absolutely, both ways. So uh, as we uh, shot into round two, Joel, yeah, take so, us away. So I was I had the pleasure of versing Lockie Mulchkagi oh. and uh, his daughters. <laughs> and um, basically... I'm not making excuses for myself here, but I was running around like a headless chook for the last couple of days uh, on the lead up to this tournament because you know I was organising it, and um, yeah, I just I hit a wall. I felt like I already played five games and drank a shitload of piss the night before, which wasn't the case. Uh, so I completely fucked up my deployment. Right? I, I was just a total spastic, and um, decided it would be a good idea to kamikaze in uh, big tits. Because you know she's moving 22 inches, so just send her up the board. Uh, I took the first turn because he had like 14 drops. Uh, send her up the board, and I had this grand plan of rolling a, a decent charge. She's got plus four to charge with cogs and seeker host. So I'm like, beauty, I only need like a six here on two dice. How hard can that be? Mm. And I rolled double ones. Ouch. So it was still a six inch charge, but it wasn't enough to get into his um. To these uh, dudes on the horses, whatever they're called. So um, I decided that I'd take off a unit of daughters and also a unit of black swords or blackguard or whatever they're called. So safe to say, she got totally destroyed oh. in <laughs> in yep. his turn one. Yeah. Yeah, that was pretty much the game. He he double turned me, so daughters double turn hurts a lot, especially when he's got cogs up. Yep. Uh, from me, so that I've I've learned a lot from this game. Mm. <laughs> At the end of it. Uh, so he proceeded to take off all my toys, which is uh, fair enough is what daughters do. But uh, at the end of the game, it was 7-8. So we were playing uh, Better Part of Valor. Mm -hmm. And basically with that kamikaze with Big Tits, I capped and burned his objective, the center, center one uh, first turn. So my like, beauty, that's now mine. 
Uh, I've still got my three, so I'm going to sit on them for a bit and see what happens. Anyway, bugger all left. Uh, still have my Source Lord. Uh, he sort of ran up the board. I summoned in 20 Demonettes and um, burned another one of his objectives. I still had all three of mine. Uh, I burned all mine that turn as well, so I was sitting on seven points to his zero. Uh, he had uh, one point. Basically, it was whoever could get there, and if I could try and just burn it, uh, just get more models there, because I still had like my, my uh, Marauders. Yeah, I was like an inch off a run roll to get in there and win the game. It was that close, but I learned a lot from it. So he's, he's actually a pretty decent player. So yeah, that's my game. I got destroyed by Daughters of Cain. You and you and a whole host of others. They are... They're nasty. <clears throat> they are nasty. They're, they're, you know, really popular at the moment. We're seeing some... We're seeing some pretty common builds, I guess. Yeah. But they're effective, there's no doubt. Yeah. Uh, as I was saying, learnt a lot. I've been reading up on them because Masters is coming up, so definitely mm-hmm. going to see them at least once in one of the five games. So yeah, I learned, I like to learn from my mistakes. Of course. Yep. And after um after the second round, Lockie was probably thinking, geez, these Bendigo blokes are pretty gung-ho. I can just stay in my deployment zone and... Yeah, <laughs> let, come let, them, let them come to me. <laughs> Pretty much, yeah, you didn't have to do a whole lot. <laughs> now, look, your second game, obviously, yes. was probably the best game um, of your weekend, I'd say. It actually was a bit of a highlight for me. Uh, so who did I play against? I, I Look, I, I struggled to recall. Um, was it me? It was. Oh, there you go. Yeah. There you go. Nighthorn, Nighthorn. It was really good. Uh, so we both had... A lot of double ups with the units. We both had Lady Olinda. Uh, we both had the um, a bunch of Chain Rust Pord. I was running Blade Geist Revenants, whereas you had two units of them, whereas yourself, you had one unit of the Grim Gusts and one unit of the Blade Geists. Uh, but otherwise, um, yeah, you had a couple of different heroes. So it was good to see how the two armies would stack up against each other. After um, the first game and getting all gung-ho and excited and charging in. I thought I was going to play this one a little bit smarter, and I actually stayed back and thought about what I was doing this time. And turned out it's a better way to play the game. <laughs> uh, so, yeah, look, we started off slow. I set up a little bit of a trap where I had a essentially a U-shape of me blade geists with Lady Alinda at the front within punching range. Uh, and, yeah, Dave sent his... Blade Geists into me, and I managed to get them off. Which what that, what that did? It really opened up a gap for me to then start moving forward into his deployment zone. Uh, my second unit of Blade Geists come down on one of the flanks uh, and managed to burn one of his objectives. Uh, and then I can really only call it a premature burning of objectives. Uh, I should have gotten a nasal spray. You should have. I fired way too early. So got excited. I had control of all my objectives pretty well the entirety of the game. Uh, Dave Byrne is in turn two, I believe it was. Oh yeah, I came for you. <laughs> so, um, but he never really got there. Um, <laughs> Story of my life. So, but no, it was a fantastic game, and um, the best bit about it, once all of us settled and we uh, shook hands and it was done, uh, there were only twenty kill points between us. So yeah, as so it was twenty to zero. Is that isn't that how night haunt games go? Right. <laughs> no, nothing like that. But no, there was yeah, literally. Ooh, I think we both Thanks, killed Joel. about, about twelve hundred points each. But yeah, literally only twenty point kill points difference between us. So yeah. it was actually a lot closer than probably what it looked on paper. Yeah, look, mm. it 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 came down to a good strategy versus a shit strategy. 
I'll let uh, I'll let you at home work out which one I was running. <laughs> um, yeah, yeah, and that was uh, that was round two. Um, so we go to the last game of day one. Yeah, back to you, Joel. Round three. Uh, I was playing. We were playing the relocation orb. Relocation orb. Yeah, mm-hmm. versing uh, Ben. So one of the measured members, and uh, with his one drop Seraphon army, he had a whole heap of knights and stuff. Uh, he had a a Balvin with a with a Slan, Carnosaur, some skinks, and yeah, you know, all the all the other random shit that you see in a Seraphon arm. These are all just words. I don't know. Yeah, yeah. Dinosaurs know. riding dinosaurs, basically. Cool. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> so uh, he decided to take the first turn and he had I think there was like twenty five or thirty uh, Saurus knights that charged into my Marauder screen. They did fuck all. They they may have killed like five Marauders. Between however many were in combat, so it was fucking terrible. With that charge, uh, he left a massive pocket open with no screen. Uh, his slant and his carnosaur were next to each other. So my turn one, sending a buffed up big tits to just go and take out those two, and she did it in style. Uh, I scored the the orb that turn, so that was three points to his one. I think that was the only points he scored the entire game. We were chasing it around. He didn't have any more wizards left. I had plenty of wizards plus summons. Yeah, uh, that game went downhill pretty much during the first turn for Ben. Not to mention he's probably had the worst dice rolls I've ever seen in my life. That's saying something because you played against me a few times. Yeah, and, and, yeah, and your dice rolls are genuinely shit too. Oh, but, mate, I'm, I've got a skill for it. <laughs> uh, these were these were something shocking. Yeah, so uh, that was a, a, a good win for me yep. to boost the ego up going into day two, two and one. Doesn't hurt. Radio, so round three. Uh, I got Corey and he's uh, quad bloodthirsters with the flesh hounds. Corey was pretty confident going into this. Uh, obviously, fresh off a uh, win with Dave. Uh, he had the impression that Nighthaunt were pretty soft and easy. And based on that, so yeah, relocating orb, he outdropped me, uh, took the first turn. Uh, so this mission, I'd probably have to say, is absolutely perfect for him. Single objective, starts in the middle. His army really has only one purpose, and it did. Uh, all four Bloodthirsters and all the Fleshhounds charged forward. It was pretty clear to see what he was going to do, so I had two layers of screen around all my heroes. Sadly, both layers of my screen disappeared, and I'd lost half my heroes turn one. Um, so, yeah, this was another game that wasn't really looking too good for me. I managed to survive just through turn one, but we basically called it at the start of turn two. Uh, we didn't bother even moving the objective. We just thought we'd see if my blade guys were actually going to kill a bloodthirster, and then we pretty well called the game there. So yeah, it was another another quick one. Unreal. There's not much more I can really say about that one. Um, I feel your pain. Yeah, he's <laughs> one of his bloodthirsters basically charged in, uh, had a shooting attack uh, that did, I think it was about 18 wounds to my front screen, uh, which then allowed him to pile in and kill the second screen and Alinda and I think there was another hero in there that disappeared as well. Um, I did try and get me cogs off, being corn. He said, no, I can't have it. <laughs> and yeah, that was that. Yeah. Unreal. It's uh, a good list. It, it's, it's a good a, list. It's a scary list, isn't it? It's, like, um, four thirsters. Yeah. It's a two drop. Yeah. Just a whole heap of raw output. Mm. Yeah. Fast. Yeah, like, Very fast. Yeah. I don't think I could have. Um, I don't think I could have changed the result. I could have played him five different times. And I'm not sure I could have stopped him. Yeah, I reckon that was a probably a pretty bad matchup for you, yeah. especially on the that, that mission look. particularly. Yeah. Uh, the fact that he didn't even have to think about any objectives in the rear field. 
uh, it was literally just a case of it was a perfect setup for him where he could just he could just charge me. Yeah, those mm. hounds are fast. Yeah, just to chase that thing. The entire day. the entire army was right on me turn yeah. one. Yeah, yeah. 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 Well, my third game was against uh, young Nathaniel and his Stormcast. In short, it was a win, a pretty convincing win to me. Nighthorn beat fifteen Evocators. Well, and I feel bad. Uh, for Nathaniel because he uh, he he managed to submit a list for a tournament that he didn't actually own all the models for. So um, <laughs> poor guy was uh, was playing with about a fifth of his uh, army points missing. It would have made a difference, definitely. I don't know if it would have changed the outcome. I got really lucky with the way the orb moved. It moved just straight into my units every time, straight into my heroes. There was he would have been forever chasing it and getting blocked. Um, and that's just unfortunate. I fell for him. I lent him the models he was missing for day two, which I figured was fair because I'd already played against him and so he couldn't use them against <laughs> me. That was, was my one win. His dad sitting in the corner. Um, he was a hell of a nice bloke as well. So <laughs> It's uh, also important to note that it was Nathaniel's first ever like first ever tournament tournament. outside of a store. Yep. So uh, yep. I don't know who helped him write that list, but maybe they should have checked what he actually had first yeah, before maybe. he submitted it. Yeah. Look, it, it probably wouldn't have been the worst idea in the world. But you know, look, he's as you say, it was his first his first time out. He's fairly new to Stormcast. Yeah. Uh, coming off, he he was previously Nighthorn. Um, he's fairly new to Stormcast. He's using all new chamber. Yeah. Uh, sacrosanct, and he's he's just got to learn the rules for it. Yeah. I think that's all there is. He, that's right. you know, was, and you only get better when you play more games, don't you? Yeah, least. absolutely. Well, yeah, that's, allegedly. That's right. But look, ten extra evocators and a Lord Ordinator will help anyone's army. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, without a doubt. I mean, he's sitting there with a couple of ballistas and and a good sequitur screen and arcanum on a on a griff, and it's not a horrible list by any measure. Um, he just needs practice. Well, yeah. I think I think he'd do really well with it. Yeah. Um, like I say, he was he was fresh out of luck with the way the orb moved. That just went in my direction. It just did. Look, he was a good sport about it. I think we, had, we had a laugh. I, I I think he did have fun. Yeah, yeah. that's all. That's yeah. the main thing, really, isn't it? Yeah, that brings us to the end of day one. You know, we uh, had a couple of quiet drinks and yeah, there's nothing and, really and to sort of call on. No, I, must, I, I do have an apology to make to the Melbourne guys because I think they were expecting us to come in and just be shit faced all weekend. Like I sort of. Sort of half promised them, uh, but I was just feeling absolute crap. So I went home. I had like a good ten hours sleep. Yeah, and I came in roaring day two. Yeah, that is a fact. Yeah, gotta say it. Setting up for an event, it does. It takes it out of the organizer. Yeah, you know? it's it's a lot to think about. It's a lot to bear across. Yeah. Um, yeah, chasing up people who rocking up late and all that shit too. Like you're running around like a headless chook, uh, two hours on the lead up. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, so next time. Well, I'm pretty sure we recorded our opening music watching you run around trying to organise it. Yeah, I think so. I think that's where it came from. That's your theme music, isn't <laughs> it? Ding, ding, ding. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Let's uh, let's kick on day two. So Joel returns, bright-eyed and bushy-tailed. Yeah. There's uh, ready to there's, fuck shit up. There's dew on the lawn. There's a there's a kookaburra somewhere giggling away in a tree. I don't know. It's the country. So there we are. Just, just the usual shit. There we are. Dodge a couple of roos. Actually, I think Corey hit a roo on his Yeah, way. he did, actually. Yeah. <laughs> he, did, he did hit a roo. Unfortunately, <laughs> oh, no. 
it, it, it is an all too common occurrence when you uh, live out in the sticks. Yeah. Uh, uh, yeah, it's just the shit that you have to look out for, isn't it? That's right. Yeah, that's right. It's what we live with. You know, we live with that danger. <laughs> <laughs> Everything's trying to fucking kill you. Yeah, that's right. All right. So we, I, I, think, I, think we, I think we've manly up just enough to continue now. Right, so uh, round four, yeah? Round four. Round four. Round four. Total I game. had the pleasure of playing uh, Thomas Smart again. Uh, so we played off earlier in the year at a 1K tourney, and uh, this was the first time playing against 2K. Uh, he had a heap of drops, obviously, uh, so I decided to take first turn. Um, he had a, a, a catapult on one of his sides. Oh, what was the battle plan? Sorry, total commitment. Total commitment. Just, right. just to be clear, his is a, a Skaven yeah. army. Yeah. So uh, he had uh, tunneling storm fiends. So I think I lucked out a bit versing him because mortal wounds melt like big tits and stuff. So lucked out there. Uh, I took first turn. Again, rolled a double one for my charge with big tits. It was... It, yeah, story of my life for <laughs> this tourney. Yeah, she uh, she took off like 40 clan rats. Just trying to get into the storm fiends behind them. The fiends. The, the big guys with the mortal wound cannons. The, the, the ogres. Are they rat ogres or? No, they're the bigger versions. They're the bigger storm versions. Storm fiends. They are storm fiends? Storm fiends. Yeah. yeah. I think you just run them as one with the drill. Yeah. And uh, the rest yeah. of them with the, uh, with the lightning. Yeah, yeah, that sounds yeah. right. Yeah. Yeah. So, um, yeah, lucked out there, but call back up to me uh, with my charging so I didn't start off with any command points either so I just had the one for the double pile in that was a bit more important to me than getting off charge anyway so she just nuked 40 clan rats basically Archaon uh, got onto the other unit of 40 and took like half of them off on his catapult I just sent five hell striders over there this thing's got a minimum six inch range yeah so just locked it up it literally could not do anything for the entire game uh, and it was sitting on an objective unguarded so did that, oppressed just his entire front line. Uh, basically, I killed off enough stuff that losing big tits to mortals didn't really matter because um, I, I was using it as a kamikaze piece pretty much the entire tournament. The next sort of couple of turns was Archaon trying to chase down uh, his screaming bell. <laughs> it was funny. This thing was running away from Archaon. He was screening pretty well. So Archaon just killed clan rats all day. Yeah, um, but... Basically, after turn two, it was just uh, we're playing on the left side of the table. Um, I had all f like the other three objectives or whatever. So, yeah, he he didn't really have much of a hope catching up after then because I won priority. But yeah, that was that was my game—a convincing win to Slanesh. Yeah, yeah, definitely. Rightio. So round four, uh, I played against Ben and his Seraphon. Uh, so no, I was actually really excited to go up against this. Um, before I started working on all my death armies, I was actually a, a Seraphon player. Uh, and I've had him on the back burner for a little while now. Um, I'll get him out again one day. But yeah, so basically I was a bit learned, trying to learn from uh, the previous day's experience and working out that I do better when I have everything on the board. Uh, so I uh, set up with Raikonor and the 40 Blade guys on my front line, uh, thinking, yeah, look, I'll allow for probably everything to happen in turn two. Ben being a one drop, he took the first turn. Uh, and he actually charged all 15 of his Saurus Knights into my 40 Geists and Raikana, which I was pretty happy about, actually. Then he, he had a really, really bad run of his dice, uh, so he didn't manage to get off a teleport all game, <sighs> and that pretty well summed it up. Uh, the Ripodactyls uh, from the Shadow Strike being total commitment. He couldn't put them up in the air, uh, so they had to 
slog across the board and they didn't make manage to make the charge. He only had his 15 knights in the first round charge. Uh, and yeah, they were pretty well gone before I got a movement phase, uh, which was fantastic. Uh, so then in my turn, it basically become a game of me essentially charging up the board, uh, got rid of the rippers, got rid of the carnosaur, and then just working my way up towards the slam to try and get rid of that. In the end, this one actually worked out yeah, 2,000 kill points to zero. Uh, so yeah, it went very, very well for me. Uh, I was rolling very hot on my 4-plus armor save rolls, which was also good for me. Yeah, there's not really much more to say there. It was a game that went very, very well for me. Those um, unrendable 4-up saves, is, I hate them, personally, because uh, the armies that I build and collect don't tend to have a whole heap of mortal wounds but high rent and damage mm. so you know you've got your four ups you're negating half of them and then you negate you know, another one in six with the death saves it's, yeah they're absolutely. very bloody resilient and i hate it <laughs> they are and and i think luke you make a good point even though night horn can deploy in later turns i find as well i think they're a better army with everything on the table mm. um i think the second you start splitting them up because they're resilient, but they're resilient while you're backing them up with heroes or yeah. wizards or something else. And Correct. so that forces you to keep a unit and a hero off the table to then place. And then, what, move and charge if your hero gets left behind? Mm. Which... Mm. It happens. It happens. All too often. And then, their buffs are wholly within too, aren't they? Absolutely, uh, yeah. yeah. Um, yeah. So they, they work really well in synergy, but yeah, you really need to be able to kind of place them in a formation and run them in a mm. formation, but splitting them around the table. Look, it might be different on a 2.5k list. You might be able to get away with it there. Mm. Yeah, on a 2k, so. on a 2k, I don't know, it's it's tricky. Yeah, see, it's it's funny because you hear of uh, Nighthorn being talked as a, um, a fantastic beginner's army. And I'm actually, I'd, I'd argue that and say they're probably a terrible beginner's army. Mm. Uh, if you want to play Nighthaunt as a beginner, uh, play them in Legions of Nagash. Mm. Uh, there's just so much easier. Get rid of the word holy. Um, this event really just told me that word holy is a pain in the neck. Yeah. Yeah. Um, I probably spent, so I was running two maxed out units of Blade Geists. And yeah, for me to have them holy within range to, like I was running the Shroud Guard, to actually give them their save. Um, yeah, I had to run them tight. I could not string them out to get all the models attacking. And yeah, it was an absolute pain in the ass for most of the game. When I actually did get the get the buffs all together and everything close, the army worked really, really well. Uh, but yeah, more often than not, I did find I was in positions where I was just far too spaced out. And I just, yeah, it was mm. hurting. Yeah, I, I think it's really easy to get mm. caught out of position as well yeah. with them. Now, some of that's definitely experience. And knowing the battle plan knowing what units need to be near each other because it's you know they've, they've got a lot of cross synergy you know this hero will buff that kind of unit and that kind of unit but not this one you know that's and so knowing what heroes need to be running with what units and then keeping them together keeping them alive yeah um yeah it, it's it's tricky but i think uh, and i tend to agree i don't think it's a beginner's army i think it's actually requires a lot of strategy i think it's a beginner's army uh like in a starter box you got storm cast with cloaks which are sort of more harder to paint but for for someone who's brand new painting up ghosts with three pots of paints really simple absolutely so yeah I, I think it's a beginner's army in the sense of the hobby side of things yeah getting um, into the hobby absolutely. Where, whereas competitive gaming obviously isn't really something for beginners so no no <laughs> yeah. no, no that that is a fair point yeah i think they're a lot of fun 
Mm. And while I haven't been especially successful with them, I really like playing them. I like yeah. the way they play. I like their synergies and stuff. But uh, yeah, obviously, there's there's a lot to learn. Your round four. My round four. My round four was against uh, the TO, Sean. <laughs> Good Sean. He did give me a hug at one point, which was nice. Did he? He did. He is a very huggable person. He is a huggy guy. Yeah. <laughs> uh, it was really cool. Um, I got to play against the... Uh, Am I saying this right? The Chorfs? Yep, the Chorfs. The Chaos Dwarfs. Yep. Um, or Legion of Asgur. Yeah, Legion of, <laughs> you know. <laughs> uh, <laughs> um, it was a great game. He, he's a great opponent. Um, really, really fair. Uh, once again, it's an army I'd, I've never played against, so I got to learn a lot. It, it, was, it was great. They played well. They shot well. He cleaned me up. Fair and square, convincingly. But it was good. It was a good game. Yep. What was the standout unit for his army? It's hard to say because he did. He hit a couple of his mortars behind buildings because they don't need line of sight to hit. Yep. But in doing that, he forgot they were there. <laughs> so he actually forgot to shoot me with a lot of stuff. In fairness, I didn't even realise he deployed one of them because it was behind a cottage. You know. Oh, you played on that uh, Alex's table yeah. with all the buildings? Yeah, yeah. 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 Um, so it was hidden behind a cottage. I, I didn't even know it there. And then he goes, oh, I've got this. I'll shoot. I'm like, oh, I thought that was a dead pile or something. I don't, what, what's that? Um, so anyway, look, he, he did forget to shoot me a few times. He, uh, what did he get? Uh, he's got a roller number of dice and that's how many hits one of them gets to do. It's one of the big cannons. Of a potential 24, his best ever is 18. Against me, he got 14. Um, I was rooting for him. I was, you know, oh, come on, <laughs> get, 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 get that thing. PB. Come on, get the. Uh, we want to see a nineteen, you know, um, and and that's what I mean by it. It was a good game. It was in really good spirits the whole time. He is a great um, opponent. Yeah, yeah, he is. He always runs an exciting army. He does. Yeah. He does. There was some really interesting models on there. Stuff yeah. I've never seen before. And yeah, yeah I, that's I, right. Uh, not many people get to say that they've played against Chors before. So, <laughs> no, so, you know, lucky me. Yeah, we, yeah, that's right. And then we go into the final round. Right, so so where, where are we at? I was going to say, what, what what scores are we at here, Joel? 3-1. Uh, You're at 3-1. and one. Right, At this point, I'm sitting on 2-2. Two and two. Yeah, and I'm on 1-3. and three. Letting the team down, Dave. Mm. Yeah, I am. But <laughs> at least I'm consistent. That's true. Yeah, yeah. yeah. That's why we keep you around. Exactly. You know. Lower down the averages just so people don't expect too great of things the, off us. Yeah. yeah every, every club just needs someone that you can run your ideas against. I believe they against. call them shit kickers. Yeah, yeah. absolutely. <laughs> you know, I'll, I'll, I'll own it. I'll own it. Very good. Until we get uh, some new blood in, I'll continue to be the new guy. Works for me. <laughs> well, let's kick it off. Round five. Yep. Joel, who did you play against? Uh, so I was playing against Reese McGlynn, who came up from Werribee. Mm-hmm. And uh, we're playing focal points. Was the uh, round five mission? Yes. Uh, this is actually my favourite game uh, of the entire weekend. Mm. Uh, he's he was running chops. Yeah. So um, they were amazingly painted. They uh, were. They yeah. were. Mm-hmm. And uh, what I loved about it is that he had the uh, the bull in the spell from the basic chaos with an allied uh, Zangor shaman. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So that was that was just a nice little touch, I suppose. Um, Basically, uh, he deployed as if I was going to have first turn. Most people, they, you know, as you do, they sort of turtle up and they defend uh, the potential alpha strike of you know, a big model that's going to come in and kill stuff. 
So fair play to him, but I gave him first turn, so fair play to me. Yep. <laughs> forcing, he, um, forcing him to unwrap a little. Correct, yep. yep. So what he did was, uh, in my opinion, overextended uh, his uh, bull centaurs. So mm-hmm. he had a unit of three and then one of the heroes. I can't remember which one it was now. But um, anyway, his hero and his bulls moved up into the centre objective. And I was just rubbing my hands together. I'm like, you beauty. I finally get to Slayer of King something with Arkham because he's been chewing on chaff the entire fucking tournament. Yep. So what do I do? Buff him up, send him in, just by himself, position the rest of my army, just move it up slightly so I'm still out of threat range uh, of his magma cannons, mm-hmm. out of any of his charges, and I pop the fucking Slayer of Kings. And that's when, I don't know if you've heard me, but I was like, take it off! <laughs> yep. No, I, 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 I was going to make mention of the fact it was definitely the loudest, the most vocal game yeah, uh, of he the was, weekend. He was, honestly, he's just a great opponent, and I feed off other people's energy when I'm playing them. So if you're going to get loud and vocal with me, I'll get loud and vocal back. But I'm happy to have a, a real quiet game too. Like I don't care as long as we're rolling dice and sort of having fun in whatever way it works for us. But um, yeah, so Archeon, uh, he was piling in twice consecutively. So Slayer of Kinged off his hero, killed uh, the unit of bulls in a turn, piled into uh, some chaff and killed them as well. It was just fucking awesome. Big dog, eh? Yeah, big dog. Yeah. And um, so that was that was actually his most memorable thing of the entire tournament because, as I was saying, he's just been killing chap all fucking weekend. Yeah. So, and anyway, uh, he reached uh, one priority and took it because mm-hmm. Archaon was in his line. So he's like, I need to deal with this guy. Archaon took the entire turn to kill. So uh, kill, finished him off in combat. Yeah. But he took... All the shooting, all the mortals, all yeah. the fucking spells, you name it. Took it all. He did die, but that's what I wanted him to do. Yeah. So it, uh, it, he, it yeah. sponge for damage for that oh, turn, yeah. allowing you to then just follow up. And, yeah. yeah. And yeah, I've got I've got 20 inch movement on pretty much my entire army. So yeah. Uh, he, yeah, just took advantage of that and uh, won the double. Hellstrider swooped in on his magma cannons. They were doing fuck all to him because they got the rune shields. Mm-hmm. So five up model saves. Uh, everything was hitting on sixes of his, basically. Um, big dog Draz, uh, Draz of the Ashen or whatever he's called, uh, on the on the flying bull thing. Yeah, it is. Yeah, a, it is an, an interesting model, model isn't yeah. it? Mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Um, he took a lot to kill. He had one wound left. Anyway, so I was just casting. Everything that I had at him. So Gaunty used his uh, spell, Arcane Bolt. I did get him with the realm spell from Akshi, uh, the, just like the fireball. Fireball, yeah. Uh, yeah. I completely forgot the entire game that I had a fucking pendulum to use. Because <laughs> I left it on one of the other tables and we had a couple of dropouts. So that's where all my shit was. I, I didn't even pick it up or think about it. Uh, but anyway, so that's that's a... Dragging out this yarn a little bit, but um, at the end of the game, I had pretty much all the objectives and he had none. Yeah, yeah it was fun. It was a good game. Great yeah. game. Yeah. Yeah. You know, we're, and we'll, I think we'll, we'll come back and talk about it, but I, I know um, there was uh, quite an epic game between, was it Reese and Pat? <laughs> well, I think I think we can maybe come back to that a little later in the, uh, in the show, but yeah. Um, yeah, we'll talk about that one. That's funny. Yeah, yeah some of <laughs> some of the the more fun things about the uh, about the weekend. Um, low class game. Radio. So, um, speaking of Pat, I had Pat, <laughs> and um, yeah. So look, he really is my kryptonite. Uh, doesn't matter if it's Age of Sigma, Blood Bowl. 
I've never beaten him at anything. Uh, so we're just going to start with that. Um, but look, my, my list, I was um, starting to get a lot more confident with it. Uh, so I hadn't had a lot of practice coming up to the event. Yeah, I, I thought I'd just started to get me hang of, um, of how the list works. And look, it's not really an alpha strike. It turned out it's more of a counter sort of hitting army. Uh, so I thought I'm going to play it like that. I um, out-dropped him. I gave him first turn. Uh, so he's moved 40 Blood Reavers onto one objective. Uh, he had some more Reavers and some um, Chaos Warriors on one objective. And then he moved Mazarel the Butcher mm -hmm. and a bunch of Flesh Hounds onto the other objective, uh, being focal points. He left a Bloodthirster in his deployment objective. So keep in mind this is focal points. And now he gave me a very big warning at the start of the game. Uh, that he's taken the, he had the command ability from his realm that allowed him to essentially teleport the Bloodthirster onto a board edge, which I sadly did forget. In my, my first turn, I uh, moved forward and I managed to wipe all 40 of the Reavers in a combat phase with the uh, Bladegeists, and I took the central objective. Uh, so for the bulk of the game, I had control of the objective on the right-hand side of the board, uh, so I, I was sitting pretty comfortable on three of the five objectives for the bulk of the game. Mazarel was having trouble uh, getting through my blade guys that I had on the right-hand objective. Um, but every single turn that he killed something, he was getting extra attacks. Eventually we got to, I believe it was about turn four, I'd realised I'd left 40 chain rasps in the underground. In the world. I always, I always do something <laughs> like this. Sorry to butt in. Weren't you just saying that Yami plays better when you don't do that? No, I'm just coming back to that geists. point. <laughs> <laughs> yes. Uh, so this is with the Blade Geists. Um, leave them on the table so they can hit things. But I thought, no, nah, I'm going to use the uh, Chain Rafts to steal an objective. Had I, at this point, have dropped my Chain Rafts onto my home objective, uh, I probably would have won the game quite comfortably. Sadly, I didn't. Also in this same turn, uh, at this point of the game, Mazarel was pumping out about 10 attacks with his axe. And I managed to probably make my worst set of rolling for the entire event. And he wiped what would have probably been 15 blade geists in one combat phase. And he ended up taking control of that objective. That same turn, he board-edged the Bloodthirster onto my objective and took that off me. Now, I was feeling pretty confident just before that moment. He's, he's taken it off me last minute. But no, it was a fantastic game. Uh, it was really good to get an opportunity where we really slowed down after that and tried to work out how can I get this back? Where do I need to bring my models in to try and equal the points? Uh, so in the end, I managed to get my remaining Blade Geist's onto his home objective, and I managed to take that off him, and I started getting rid of some of the Slaughter Priests. Uh, I managed to retreat with Olinda and my one remaining Chain Rasp, and managed to recapture my home objective. Yeah, it was fantastic to have to think about it and just try and work out how to claw it back. It turned out I had, for me to pull the draw, I was relying on about three or four Chain Rasps charging into Mazarel and surviving, and they didn't. Uh, so yeah, ended up losing that by one point, which was fantastic. It's the closest game I've had against Pat. Pat, and putting it out there. It mightn't be next event. It mightn't be the one after. 
but there will be a grudge when I think I'm good enough to beat you. <laughs> I will be coming. It just might be in six months. Yeah, <laughs> just gonna just just gonna prep and train for a couple Correct. of years first. But Correct. then you know when I'm ready and one, you're one senile, day, it's happening. It's happening. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> I love it. My last game uh, against uh, Thomas and his Skaven. Once again, great opponent. Uh, army I'd never played against, so that was my third for the weekend. Yeah, look, I, I charged some units when I shouldn't have charged. I brought guys in off the table and failed half my charges. You know, I didn't play very well. I made some poor decisions. And while I did some damage and I was able to kind of hook around and grab some objectives and get some bonus points, it wasn't enough to win the game. We got to about turn three and we were able to agree on what would likely happen if we finished it out, calculated the scores out accordingly, and and that was fair. His uh, big ugly thing with all the rats in it, I killed it, and he, uh, sorry, you're laughing, you know what I mean, what's it called? Uh, it's not Jesus. the fairness, uh, the, the bell. Nah, nah, it was, I don't, it's, it's like this stitched ah, together nasty good. meat oh. bag of a thing with a whole lot of rats in it. <laughs> Um, the help is it a help hit abomination? Yeah, that's the one. Yeah, that's the Love one. Love those things. Oh. So I killed it, but on a on a roll, it turns out no, you cut off the wrong rat head, and it's actually still alive with <laughs> d6 wounds on it. Um, I did kill it a second time. I'm like, I'm waiting for him to roll again. He goes, no, nah, it's just a once. Does that count as extra kill points? Killing them all twice? <laughs> if only. I essentially got tabled in that. By well, I think we worked out sort of by the end of it. I wouldn't have had much left standing. Uh, I took out a, a you know one or two of the uh, the guys with the the warp guns, whatever they are. Things. That was cool. You know, I had fun. My my list. I think uh, I like the way it plays. Just didn't play very well, but I had a great game. Um, he was a really good opponent. You know, towards the end, he knew he was going to win, so he was. Um, you know, helping with my piling, going, no, no, move this one to here, you'll get a couple more in that way, you know, I'm not even going to roll the saves for this, this this unit's gone, yeah. you know, and, and he was really, he was a good sport about it, uh, which is nice, and and I think, as you said, you, you, you play off the energy of the people you play against, and for me, it's like that, when you have a nice, you have a gentleman's game, yeah. when you have a nice civil game, you're helping each other, um, you're being fair, yeah. uh, it's, it's, it's good. You guys were, you know, on... One of the lower tables of the tourney, and absolutely, it was the last game. Just yeah, just have some fun with it. Pretty much, no, no pressure, no, no stress. No, it it didn't matter. Playing for sheep stations. No, no, and and you know, in the by the end of the weekend, I was one and four, but (laughs) I had a fucking great time. Yeah, so. Keep in mind, so you didn't have a lot of practice games for the Nighthawk going into it either. Uh, With that particular list, I think I had two. Okay. Two games. Yeah, I'd be, I'd be lying if I said I had any with mine, but I've been playing Slamesh for a while now, so I might yeah. as well just. Yeah. Well, look, I mean, <laughs> yeah, you've it's been running the same, the similar versions of yeah, that list. Not quite a while now. Really changed. Yeah. yeah, I obviously I did spend a fair bit of time leading up to this event working on building scenery and, and working painting and, and, and painting. I painted I painted my Nighthorn army in under a week. Yeah, there wouldn't have been much time for practice outside of that. No. But as I say. I, I like you. I, I try to learn from every game. Um, it's the second game I've had against you, Luke, and yep. and because um, while we tactically run differently, we do have quite similar 
builds, quite similar artifact choices. Um, and I tend to learn just as much from the way you play your Night Haunt list, uh, you know, as I play mine. So, yep. you know, it's it's very handy to kind of get that, you know, it's like, it's like double XP mm. yeah, for those look, matches. It's funny you say that as well because um, look, I only have one practice game with my list, uh, which was against yourself uh, in the lead up to the tournament. And funnily enough, I also played the, um, the double sort of coming in from the ground aggressive and it failed miserably then. Yeah. So funnily enough, um, had I've had more practice games, if I had managed to get five or six practice games in beforehand uh, and figured out that I should actually start on the board earlier, look, I think my list could have done a lot more. But yeah, based on that, I've actually taken things from your list, Dave. Hmm. And um, yeah, I've basically already started looking into how I can change my list now. And I've managed to cull around about 400 points. Good. And I'm actually taking aspects of your list yep. um, to incorporate it in and essentially create a more, basically a more efficient version. I looked at what didn't work. Yep. Um, so Lady Olinda was, look, she was disappointing. Um, yeah. She yeah. was fantastic for one, maybe two games, um, but the rest of them... Yeah, you're not gonna you're not gonna win four games, lose one by having something that works in two games, and um, no. yeah, same thing. I had the double up of the Knight of Shrouds on Steed and Rikener, and I'm thinking I would now um, yeah I'll drop Rikener for the future and just run the Steed in that battalion. Yeah. Once again, that saves a bit more, and then really focus on trying to get some rerolls into the list. Yeah, uh, definitely. It was really noticeably something that that held me back. But not definitely something to look forward to next time. And, yeah, I think, yeah, now that I've had the experience of the event, yeah, I'll come up with something stronger from it. Yeah, well, I'm still yet to try my ghosts against uh, your uh, goats yeah. there, Joel. So yeah, that's... you're going to have to wait until after December. Well, after the first weekend of December to play them. Which is fair, which yeah. is fair, because uh, Masters. Yeah. Masters season. That's right. We'll talk about that next time. Yeah. We're not going to get derailed. Well, no, I'm not. I'm not letting it happen. Let's instead talk about what did you enjoy the most for the weekend? What was your favourite thing, Joel? Uh, it was just having a corroboree with all the people who decide to travel. Uh, it's great to see new faces and familiar faces all in the one room uh, for one reason. That's the love of Warhammer. So I, I just love tournaments. I love events. Uh, love running them. Love participating in them. Just for so many reasons. Uh, I couldn't fault it, actually. I know this is probably sounding a bit biased, but I reckon this was one of the better tournaments I've been to. Mm -hmm. Not because I ran it, but, yeah, just the tables were shit hot. Yeah. Yeah, the boards were amazing. A lot of the armies looked really good. There was no real conflict either. No, there wasn't wasn't a a ton of bad blood. No, and, you know, when we were counting up all the points at the end, no one dropped a single sports uh, point. Everyone got max. Yeah. So... That, that says something, I think, about the culture that we like to push here in Bendigo, as well as just Victoria as a whole. I think everyone gets along really well. It's, it's fair to say there's some there are some interstate rivalries. Yes. I think that's very fair to say. But you know, when we're dealing this side of the border, when we're within the, the confines of Mexico, then, <laughs> yeah, whether we're uh, you know coming from Melbourne or coming from some sort of border town, we all do yeah. get along mostly yeah. well, I think. But let's be serious about it. I mean, at the end of the day... There has to be some form of interstate rivalry. Oh, for sure. I mean, look at look at any any sports team. Of course, you want your side to win. Like it's it's going to be part of making the. I mean, the Australian community uh, for Age of Sigma is already fantastic, and 
oh, if there's not a few rivalries here and now, I mean, that just adds to the excitement of an event. It's it a bit does. of spice, mm. isn't it? Yeah, a yeah. bit of spice. And it's all in uh, good taste as well. There's yeah. no, I mean, apart from two individuals, there's no bad blood between, like, clubs and states. No, mm. no. no. There, so, there's there's fair rivalries. And, and rivalries is, it, it's competition. Yeah, it is. And Correct. it just makes for a more exciting time, yeah. really, especially if you guys, you know, You've got a round one club grudge at CanCon. Absolutely. Yeah, gonna, and, gonna and be doing that. You know, you, <laughs> you, you, you want to be able to... You do. You want, you want to be able to spice things up. Um, Luke, what was your favourite thing? Well, can I just... Um, while we're talking interstate rivalries, um, there's two people that I'm hoping are going to be listening to this. And may I just say, I still have a Legion of Night badge. Thank you. Those <laughs> <laughs> uh, two well, people know who they are. Yes, you know who you are. And, My um, apologies. <laughs> <laughs> I hope that you enjoyed that very personal message. Yep. Yep. Yeah. yeah. Radio, done band of dick now. Uh, B boy, Manfred is the best. Go team. Um, but no, look, my favourite part of the event, I don't know, I actually really enjoyed um, both the mirror matchup, Night Haunt versus Night Haunt. It became a real thinking game. Uh, but look, as much as anything, I probably enjoyed the game against Pat uh, as much as anything, particularly the last stages, even though I was in a position where I was about to lose having that opportunity to really think about it and just try and work out if there was a way to claw it back and then actually put it into practice and see if I could do it. Uh, it was just, yeah, really good to try and move into a, just a different mindset. Yeah, excellent. If you could change something, just one thing from the weekend, what would you change? Joel? Ah, uh, fuck. What would I change? I'm not sure. I reckon everything ran pretty smoothly. Yeah. Uh, and, yeah, all ran. It was just a great event. I think we can work on our timekeeping a bit more. Um, but that you're going to get that issue in pretty much every tournament that you go to. Uh, yeah, I, I think that's probably a consistency thing, isn't it? Yeah. Like it's a strict clock or it's agreeable yeah. wiggle room, but it's across the board. Look, um, we, we did have, uh, I guess, some feedback of this from one particular individual, Nick Cohen. Uh, so he was playing Seraphon and uh, he had to go back to Melbourne is, you know, he's got a pretty big party life or whatever. Sure. Uh, lifestyle. And um, he was, that was the only reason uh, of like our, we, we like to run a pretty uh, cruisy ship, not so much a tight ship, uh, just so everyone's sort of more laid back and just can enjoy the moment a bit more. Yeah. Um, but, you know, he didn't even rock up day two, so his point's fucking not even valid, really. Well, yeah, <laughs> I guess... No, look, that that is fair to say. There, there, there is a lot of talk that goes around about day two attendance. Mm. You know, I think it, it is an issue. It's got to reflect on the individual. It's got to reflect in some way on the event. Yeah. And somewhere in between those two is probably the truth. Yeah. It's not something that's going to disappear. It's not something that you're going to be able to solve. Sometimes people have a very legitimate reason for not showing up, and sometimes they just can't be bothered. Mm. Um, and it's going to keep coming up. We're going to keep seeing oh. it. Without a doubt, look, I'm not guilty of it, but a couple of the Benigo guys are, uh, for reasons I'm not going to go into, because that's none of my business. I like to have a pretty cruisy first day, uh, and then in the second day, I always like to end on time, which is what we did. So for people who were uh, you know, needing to catch a plane or go back home or whatever, for whatever reason, uh, they could still do that according to the timetable that was in the player pack. Yeah, absolutely. And... and and generally, if you're, if you're traveling to a tournament, you're staying overnight. So you don't actually have to be anywhere like no. that Saturday night. So And you're allowing for that duration, aren't you? Correct. You're allowing for that travel time afterwards. Yep. 
you don't go into it expecting, well, it says it's going to finish at four, but probably going to finish at one. Yeah. No. no. It's, if anything, it's going to finish at 4.30, isn't yes, it? Yes, correct. Um, because we've got other factors well and truly outside of control. We were, we were eating there at the venue, so yeah. we were relying on service. We had some games running long, some games ending really short, mm. uh, especially on the second day. Our TO has to step in and play. Yeah. That's got to have an impact. Yep. Um, yep. And that's because you don't have people there day two. Mm. And that's, uh, it, it's disappointing. It can be a bit of a letdown for everybody. It's yeah. not, and, and it's not necessarily just bad for the organisers or, or just bad for people in the but it kind of ruins the experience, you know. I had fun playing against Sean, but I wasn't supposed to play against him. Yeah. And so I'd spent that morning reading my opponent's list, getting to know it, looking up the rules because it was something I hadn't played against before, and planning it out. Then when I show up, it's like, oh, no, you're not playing him. I'm like, oh. Yeah. Poor Sean. <laughs> I reckon both days, actually, I reckon I said to him about six times each, oh, are you playing? No, you're not. Now you're playing. No, you're not. Yep. <laughs> just because yep. just we're waiting for people to rock up or, you know, working out if people are actually going to show up and, yeah. you know, all that sort of shit. So, hey, uh, to his credit, he took it in his stride. He did a great job. He did. He yeah. did. Uh, was his first yeah, he, his yep. first game. Um, yep. I, must, I do want to say, though, that we did try and make it as easy as possible for him. Of course. Uh, like you made up awesome uh, packs and booklets for everyone to write all their scores in. And, um, you know, we pen and paper all our events because living in the bush, we don't even have access to internet. Like we, we've had to go to the fucking post office and the, and the library just to stream this thing. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> I mean, this is, you know, it's, it's impressive, but um, we're actually all voice actors yeah. and we're reading off a transcript <laughs> that was delivered uh, by, via, via Morse code. Via Morse code. Um, <laughs> one of those little ticker machines. It, it's, it's quite phenomenal when you, when you think about what it took to get this here. But, you know, I digress. Um, Let's so, so one thing I would change is uh, getting people signed up that actually want to come to day two. That's what I would like to change. <laughs> is it, I, it feels like it's a bit of a holy grail. Mm-hmm. You know, it feels like uh, you know that, that was a bit tongue in cheek. Yeah, way. well, a, any any um, event organizer that can ensure that they've got numbers day two equal to numbers day one, I think you're doing all right. Yeah, I think so too. Yeah. And going, going back on it, another thing, yeah, that player pack, uh, when it comes to things I enjoyed the most, yeah, that player pack was right up there. Mm. That was fantastic. Yep. Um, as, a, as a player, I didn't have any part really in the organising at all, uh, but just being able to rock up to the event, get the player pack, had the book, had all the, um, the different missions in it, had all the scoring, uh, you got your measuring devices with it, a few little goodies here and there. Yeah, as a package, uh, it was fantastic. How good was those goodie bags, though? Yeah. I was so mm. fucking stoked to hand them out to everyone. Yep. Yeah, that was great. Um, yeah, you get your stubby holder, you yeah. get your rangefinder, your, your nine-inch ruler. I'm, got... I'm obviously a little bit biased. I, being um, one of the sponsors for the for the tournament, meant I got to, got to contribute some pretty cool stuff to that goodie bag. But I think there was an overwhelming response that was, shit, you're not pocketing no. the money. This no. isn't a profit thing. You're actually feeding it back yeah. to the people who are showing up. Measured Gaming as a whole has always been non-for-profit. We've always invested everything that we've put back into the club mm. uh, and therefore in, back into the events too. We didn't even need to buy terrain uh, for this event or mats. Like all of our tables were, had fat mats on them. Yep. We've already just got all that because it was all locally funded. Yeah, yeah, yeah that's right. Yeah, so, and it was good. It was good to see and I'm sure that the people who did come uh, really appreciated that effort. It was. It was a nice touch. Yeah. I thought that. 
Alright, what we're going to do now, we're going to go through the results. Who took home the trophies, the medals, the spoon, the certificate. Still, you get slammed for that. <laughs> <laughs> we'll get to that in a sec. We will. Uh, so, first place, Jesse Perkins. Yep. Daughters, daughters of Cain. Daughters of Cain list. Um, also took out Best Order. Yep, and Best Painted. And Best Painted. Fucking phenomenal. Yeah. Great job. Yeah. That was, and that um, display board, like, I'm pretty sure at the Aubrey shop, uh, the Warhammer shop, he won Armies on Parade. Yep. And quite rightly so, that thing was amazing. It was really nice. Clean sweet. Yeah. Did a great job. I didn't get to play against him, but my understanding is that he was a good opponent. Yeah. He played well. He, he's a top bloke, actually. Yeah. yeah. And uh, I think he's just snuck in the Masters, too. So, Ooh, yeah, it'll be good yeah. to um, see him up in Sydney. Oh, that's good. Yep. We're, we're going to discuss the uh, the lists of the uh, uh, podium finishes. Um, but first, uh, second place and best chaos. Our very own job. Slash AP. There you go. <laughs> there you go. I'd just like to um, take the opportunity to thank Matt. Uh, Matt Tyrrell, also from Albury, Dubbo, wherever the fuck he's from, I don't know. Yeah. <laughs> uh, for not being able to submit his list in, in the correct format. Now, that, that was a, that, there was a moment of contention there. Um, <laughs> he was a bit confused, wasn't he? He, he was. He did, he did call out wondering why it was that he wasn't getting second place. And as you say... Uh, points deducted by not submitting list correctly, and he certainly wasn't the only one. Um, yeah. There were quite a few. As someone who had to unjumble some of that stuff, yeah, it was it was extra time put into something that shouldn't have to. Have. Yeah, look, um, it's 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 frustrating. The player packs are written. It's easy enough to overlook this stuff, and it's easy enough if other events are going. No, just send us a screenshot, or no, just send us the PDF. But. Yeah. Fucking like fax me your handwritten list. Yeah, you know, um, carrier pigeon and, and everything else. So I guess that comes up because it is a bit of a bugbear and it's something that would make a point of outlining quite clearly. Yeah. Um, Look, uh, for, for the majority of TOs, they're already flat out organising the event that you're participating to. So do them a favour and submit your shit in the correct format. Yeah. yeah. Now, and look. That's not a personal dig. No, no, uh, that, that's just in general. Sorry, Matt, yeah. don't take that the wrong way. You're a top bloke, but yeah, uh, that's just in general. It just helps so much if you just do what's asked of you. Perhaps um, it was it was poor timing and just uh, one too many events compiling up and and compounding into. No, nah, it's just not going to fly this time. Yeah. Um, look, if, if we if we let it go, then like for future events that he or well, anyone that goes to, they don't learn their lesson. Uh, so, you know, sooner the sooner you stamp out shit like that, yeah. the sooner you're going to be podiuming at events. <laughs> anyway, Ouch. sorry, en enough, enough of that. Enough yep. of that. So, who came third? Third place was Lockie. Lockie, uh, sorry, Joel, you're really good at pronouncing his last name. What yeah, was that? Yeah, so it's like Mulcahy or something, but yeah. uh, everyone just calls him Mulch Cakey. Mulch Cakey from Melbourne. Yeah. Um, yep, the, uh, the kale chewing... Kale growing. Kale growing. Yeah. Fucking backyard kale See, distributor. And I thought we were the agriculturalists. Yeah. <laughs> and funnily enough, he's running Kale Lebron. Yeah. <laughs> well, that's left me speechless. Yeah, sorry. That was a terrible one. No, I like it. I like it. I was worried you'd fall on a sleep, actually. No. <laughs> busy thinking of the good ones. <laughs> uh, that's what he gets paid for. Um, yep. Another daughter's list. Yeah. How's that though? Like, 
I know Dawlers is uh, it's a bit of a plague on the competitive scene at the moment, but rightly so. Generally, the people that are doing well with them are, in fact, just good players. Yep. Uh, so you know you can't can't discredit the individuals for taking Dawlers, even though it is a an easy army to sort of just win with. Hey, that's it. They're they're, they're yeah. using their tools effectively. That's right, and yep. you know I, I've got no issue with people running Dawlers. Mm. Yep. Best death. Yeah. Went to Matt. It did. Uh, so he came in fourth. He did. He would be very keen to have seen that, uh, even before the event started. Uh, I reckon that was what he wanted to go home with. Best Def was um, a highly contended prize in this event. Well, I, what, we, we had more Death armies than any other faction. We did, yeah. yes. Yeah. yeah, Definitely more than uh, Destruction as well. It certainly was. <laughs> um, yeah, Destruction. That, now, that was interesting. Um, and we'll come to that on the next one. Yeah. Because the person who took home the best destruction medal was, in fact, our young Nathaniel, who was playing Stormcast. Correct. And unfortunately, it went uh, 0 5 for the yeah. weekend. So, the Wooden Spoon this year's event was best destruction medal. Let's let's be honest here, though. Like, if someone was playing destruction, they were probably getting the Wooden Spoon anyway. So, <laughs> uh, oh, he's thrown it down. Hear that, Pete? You actually turned up to an event, mate. <laughs> Ouch. Um, hey, look, and Nathaniel, he uh, he accepted the round of applause. He lapped it up, didn't he? He did. He yeah. held his head up high. His dad loved every second of it. It was uh, it was brilliant. You just wait. Next time he comes in, he'll be running Gordrak. <laughs> he, he just might. And the last accolade for the weekend went to best sport, which was our special guest, Luke. Luke. Yeah, that the, was uh, a real surprise. The toppest cunt in the tournament. That's it. <laughs> That's it. Sickest. Uh, that was voted by players who they thought were the, was the best opponent to play against. Yeah, um, I think, Luke, you got uh, four out of your five opponents gave you a primary vote. So we're doing primary and secondaries. And, um, yeah, four of your five. That's a pretty good achievement. Yeah, I guess the question yeah. is, uh, what would you do to piss off that fifth person? That <laughs> might have been you. No, it wasn't me, I promise. <laughs> well, I, with, with sports, like even if you don't win it, and I think I got like two, not two to my own horn here, but I like to think I give everyone the best game possible. So if that means that three other people uh, who I played against had better games with someone else, that's great. Uh, it makes for a good, good event, doesn't yeah. it? Yeah, yeah for sure. Uh, it's a lot of feel good. It is. Good vibes. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, look, the feedback I had was um, when someone charges all their, their big stuff and removes my army in one turn, I uh, supposedly don't crack the nana and start throwing my models around. So, <laughs> Hey, you're doing yeah, better than I'm, some. I'm supposedly not a table flipper. I'm, just di- you I'm, wait, I'm disappointed to hear that, actually. Like, I, I, how, many, uh, how many losses does it take to turn you into a table flipper? Oh, it's funny. Back in my me, uh, me younger days playing sports and so forth, I have my share of issues. Oh. And brokens and missings and so forth. So, a little um, white line fever. Yeah. <laughs> Just everything went I've, dark. Um, I've uh, grown into a, a, a nice, relaxed, calm person. Uh, I do miss it. my free wood in the dam on the fifth. <laughs> <laughs> He's referring to golf for those yes. of you listening at home. You probably see why I'm now playing Warhammer. Yeah, and not doing that anymore. at the bottom of the lake somewhere. <laughs> yeah, but I mean, jeez, yeah. it's a you know two hundred yard drive. That's yeah, true. It's but brilliant. How, how far can you helicopter in the gash as you spin around and let go? It's not yeah, going to happen. Go first. Ca- you go in with your car, we'll get out the car park. And... <laughs> Look, this is radio, and you can't see it, but there is a glint in this man's eye. 
I'm a little concerned. Don't pick the wrong hand for the <laughs> hand of dust. <laughs> <laughs> oh, that's brilliant. All right. Well, let's get down on the nitty gritty then, fellas. Let's dissect the top three lists. Oh, so we'll start off with Jesse. Yep. Because uh, he came first. So uh, Doors of Cain, he was running Hagnar as his temple. Uh, he was from the mortal realm of Ulgu. So yes. yeah, he had the, uh, the shadow shenanigans. Uh, General was the Bloodrack Shrine. Uh, command trait was Devoted Disciples. Artifact was the Crystal Heart. Law of Shadows was Mind Razor, obviously. He had uh, Hag Crown Cauldron of Blood uh, with the Artifact Blood Sigil, Blessing of Cain, and the Prayer Catechism of Murder. He had two Hag Queens, uh, one with the Blessing of Cain, one with Sacrament of Blood. Ten Blood Sisters, ten Blood Sisters, thirty Witch Owls with knives and bucklers, five Blood Stalkers, five Blood Stalkers, running the Temple Nest Battalion, and he also had cogs. That's a quick list. It is. It's a quick list. Uh, lots of wounds, lots of bodies, lots of mortal output, and lots of durability. Hagnar gives you a five-up um, ward save. So, yeah. well, if I got this right, Temple Nest is that the one that returns your own damage back at you? All I know is it, we've uh, researched this well. Yes. Yeah. All, all <laughs> I know is it uh, gives all your uh, snakes, puts them in a battalion. So yeah, um, he's obviously knowing what he what he's doing because it's not your uh, generic. I'll take just witch elf spam. Uh, yeah. Yeah. Daughters list. So yeah, that, well done, Jesse. You've done well. We'll break down the uh, the chaos, the Slanesh. I yeah. think it's pronounced. Yeah. <laughs> Is that right? You could say that, yeah. It's got 19 so, A's so and an H in the middle somewhere. Could be uh, a silent J, I'm there, not there, sure. There probably is, who yeah. knows. Oh, okay. uh, so this is the list I was running. Chosen Seekers as my allegiance. So I can actually talk about this a bit more because I kind of know the army a little bit. Do you? <laughs> Just a little bit. Just a bit? Uh, so what Seekers does is basically anything that already goes fast gets an extra two inches to their move and charge with the one restriction of needing to charge if they are able to. So to get around that, you just run with a unit that can't run and charge, basically. Okay, yep. So you, yep. Just, you can short circuit it. Correct. Yep. yep. That's why I don't actually run any sort of demons in my army, like demonettes and uh, seekers, because they can run and charge. Uh, so my uh, leaders, general was the exalted greater demon of Slesh, aka Big Tits. Mm -hmm. um, so her trait was Allure of Slesh, which is neg one that hit in combat. Uh, her artifact was Thermal Rider Cloak, and the spell I chose from Akshi... Uh, was incandescent form, which is another neg one to hit in combat. Yes, that's right. There's from the realm of fire. Yes, yeah, yeah. Mm. Sorry, I forgot to mention that. That's okay. Uh, I also had Archaeon. Uh, so his spell was Stoke Rage, which is plus one to wound uh, yes. on him or another unit within 12. Uh, I also had a Source Lord. Uh, so he was steeded up, so he's going fast. And uh, he had the rune staff. And he also had Inferno Blades. Yes. So that's plus one damage on all your weapon on all your melee weapons. The Realm of Fire is, really suits this list, doesn't it? I it mean, does. You can, you can pump up damage and attacks. You can make yourself harder to hit. Yeah. Same Slanesh is so fragile. They really need that uh, initial burst of damage just to sort of, when they do take casualties, it evens up the game a little bit. Yeah. Yeah, so I also had uh, Gaunty allied in. He also had Inferno Blades just for redundancy. 20 Marauders with Axes and Shields. Then I had three units of Hellstriders with Claw Spears and Shields. And I love Hellstriders. So combo here in the list is basically send in big tits with Neg 2 to hit. Hellstrider banners, Hellstrider units uh, stack with neg one to hit within six inches. Yep. Uh, so she could be potentially neg five to hit in this list. Brilliant. Yeah. Spells was uh, at the Pendulum, uh, the Vortex, and Cogs. Yep. 
So that Vortex is giving you uh, additional range on space? Yeah, so I was uh, comboing that with Gaunty, as you do. Yes. Uh, so you get an extra six inches on his spells. Uh, it also gives him an extra spell to cast. Brilliant. Yeah. Okay. You did well. Like, as you say, you've played this list a lot. You know it back to front. Yeah. And and it's it's well formed. Yeah. I have learned a lot playing in this tournament with this, though. I've uh, done a few changes for Masters coming in, yep. which I'm not going to go into details with. No, not gonna, uh, not no, gonna no, sneak no, preview. No, no, I was wondering. Um, I, I will be taking Slanesh though. Okay, there, well, there's your preview. <laughs> you heard it here first. <laughs> yeah, for anyone out there trying to netlist this, uh, just be aware that uh, obviously with Archeon having Stoke Rage and the uh, Sorcerer Lord having the Inferno Blades, uh, that comes from the player pack uh, with the house rules. Ah, good point. Um, so Very good point. Yeah, if anyone was looking at that, wondering how the heck that's happening. Yeah, it's from the player so, pack. So, so just quickly to go over the player pack or well, the house rules uh, in Bendigo measured, we play. You can choose spells for your wizards either out of your battle tome or out of the realm that you've chosen. Just uh, it sort of levels the playing field a little bit with armies that haven't received a lot of love over the years mm. uh, compared to ones that have. So ma having to make that choice doesn't actually make it as game breaking as what you'd probably think. Uh, I didn't actually get a lot of uh, any feedback on the on the house rules so i think everyone must have just been fine with it yeah look if anyone does have any feedback on those house rules who, who did attend um listen all the way to the end and we'll give you all the channels you can get in touch with us through but i think someone rightly pointed out what's good about it is it's a lot more fun for those of us who really enjoy building lists yeah uh so unlike the rules that's written for all the new realm stuff none of it's random it's all pre-selected, so when lists are released, generally these days every tournament does it, people who are unfamiliar with things can just be like, oh, well, I know this. Uh, I can look up this or I can look up that. Now I know. Uh, it's also a great way to just actually get to know uh, what some of the realm interactions do. Like We weren't playing with the realmscape features, but all the spells and stuff, you know, it's a lot new to a lot of people because uh, they just choose simply not to play with them. Yeah, or, or haven't had access to the malign sorcery Yeah, you know, to, to get the details of all of those spells yeah. and, and additional artifacts. Yeah. So look, um, we're, we've ran this in a couple of tournaments now, so club championships and also the Bush Bash. Yeah, and, as, uh, as we call it, what is it? The, uh, the Realm of Bogans? Yeah, yeah. So yeah. That, that was actually um, that was our Realm uh, Sphere sort of thing in play was... Yeah, the realm of bogans. Yeah. Now, <laughs> if, if you're from outside of Australia, a bogan, it's like a... Come on, help me out here, It's like guys. a redneck. Like a redneck. Yeah, just Australian. Aussie version. Yeah. Auss Aussie redneck. So we all have mullets. Uh, we all drink cans of beer. VB. Yeah. Fuck VB. Whoever drinks that shit, something wrong with me. Wow. <laughs> it's getting personal. Sorry, Michael. <laughs> hey, it's not his fault. He was supplied. Yeah, that's true. Right. That's true. Um, oh, yeah, fly down to Benigo. <laughs> fly to Melbourne, I'll pick you up and I'll give you a six-pack for the drive home. That's yeah. it. <laughs> All right, let's, uh, let's move along to the last list, which is third place, was Lockie. It's another daughter's list, but different, uh, different temple. Uh, yep, Lockie's taken Calibron. He's also taken Ulgu as his mortal realm, so same as Jesse's there. Uh, so his general was a slaughter queen on the cauldron, the command trait Mistress of Illusion. Uh, it was running the doppelganger, it had the uh, prayer, the catechism of murder. Uh, there was also a bloodrack shrine with Mind Razor. Uh, there was a death hag with Martyr's Sacrifice. 
Uh, there was another Death Hag with Crimson Rejuvenation. Then there was 20 Witch Elves with paired weapons, 10 Witch Elves with paired weapons, another 10 Witch Elves with paired weapons, 10 Warlocks uh, with Mind Razor, 5 Blood Stalkers, 2 lots of 5 Heart Renders, and then um, allied in, he's got two lots of 10 Black Guard for yeah. a total of 19, 90 points. This list, I actually know a bit about, not only because I've played it, but I've been reading up on Daughters recently, not the Temple Nest side of things, though, unfortunately. Well, Martyr's Sacrifice is one of my favourite prayers for uh, the Daughters. Basically, when a model dies, you roll a dice on a four-up, they do a mortal wound back to the attacker. Now, I think he's missed a trick here uh, in his list. Uh, it's a good list. But I'm just thinking of ways to improve it. He needs to have uh, some buckler witch elves because uh, they do retributed mortals as well. Yeah, that's an interesting point. We you do hear about uh, dual weapons versus weapon and buckler, and and whether it's um, you know kind of minimum size units versus maxing them out, and, and and where it sort of it fits where where bucklers should be used. Yeah, for sure. That if you're listening, mate, I'd look into some buckler witches. Crimson Rejuvenation is uh, the heal spell, so heal D3 wounds. Apart from that, it's all just killy-killy. Yeah. Uh, Celebron lets you teleport a unit. So um, against me, he teleported his Warlocks and did six mortals to something. can't remember what it was now. I think he actually did it to Big Tits. Yep. Yeah, just straight six mortals. It's nasty, isn't it? It is. Mm, obviously, the Doppelganger Cloak on the General. Yeah. Uh, just to make that uh, the Slaughter Queen on the Cauldron just that little bit more painful. Uh, there was one time I was really hoping to hit it and got told, no, don't forget it's got the doppelganger. Crap. Pain in the ass, isn't it? No, it, it is, it is. It's um, a good one. I love it, yeah. But no, it's um, yeah, a nice little touch in the list as well. Probably seems like an obvious choice, but no, even even in the uh, the very short game I had against Lockie, it was a very clearly good selection for the list. What was really good about it is, yeah, I tried to hit it with an alpha, and there's lots of different units, uh, and he could really... He'd really layer his, his defences, essentially. Uh, so you can be hitting one unit, and then the next unit can just come in and wipe you. Uh, and there's not a lot you can do about it. Yeah, those uh, warlocks on the horses, yeah, they, they take objectives as a uh, wizard. So that, that caught me out as well, thinking I had an objective safe, and he stole that from under my nose. And that was a, it was a strong list. Yeah, and, and it, it obviously did perform quite well. Yeah. He also um, went 4-1, and one, so... Yeah. Yeah, uh, he only lost to Jesse actually, so they had a daughters of Cain off in the, uh, the top table fifth round. So yeah, <laughs> sorry, keeping it classy. Snakes on uh, strippers, basically. <laughs> hmm. Sounds like an initiation. Right. <laughs> right, let's bring the focus back to Bush Bash. What can we expect to see next year? Much the same, really. Yep. Yep. I think that uh, the house rules worked. Uh, the location's great. Yep. Let's just make it bigger. Yeah, absolutely. We've got room there for 50-odd people if we wanted it. What, what can we do to get more people interested, get more people there? The goodie bag, I think, was great. Yeah. Um, I think um, in Victoria, especially, uh, we're quite limited to just uh, people. <laughs> yeah. uh, especially more competitive players. Uh, like, you look at the, the 22 that were there, I reckon 20 of them were like, you know, they were shit-hot players. Yeah. You know, yeah, it was definitely the cream of the crop of the state. And I mean, were we seeing uh, a last-ditch run at points for Masters? Uh, I think so. I know there was a few guys that were after them. Yeah, just the timing of this event. It's one of the last big ones of the year yeah. that you're going to get reasonable point. Yeah. Um, Look, um, every time that we run an event, Sydney always have one on the same fucking weekend. 
<laughs> but we've beaten them both times for attendance. So there you go. I think uh, our Oktoberfest's are good games. They yep. had 19 players. Yep. So they had 22. Suck a dick. Yeah, no. Look, I... <laughs> <laughs> yep, but in 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 all fairness, we probably, as a broader community, need to get a lot better at not doubling up too badly. Yeah, um, look, that mm. you know, we're planning these events six months out. Yeah, uh, and with the there was a bit of a lack of communication between tos for not doubling up on events. Yep, who knows? Maybe there's room for a maybe a higher council, maybe council of elders, <laughs> uh, sit around, stroke their beards, and work out. Which event and which state on which weekend? It would be nice to get more interstate travellers uh, for next year, for sure. I yep. think um, you guys will really enjoy coming down to Bendigo because I like to think we put on a pretty good show. Yeah, yeah. yeah also, welcome. Yeah. yeah. Also, um, with with the uh, just with the players that we can draw, seems we are in such a shit area. Uh, you know, we're sure we're central to Victoria, but to actually get here interstate. You either have to drive or you have to catch a plane down to Melbourne and then drive up. Yeah, it's it's not, you know, we, we don't have a, a major airport or anything. It's not like you can just land in Bendigo. Correct. You, you are 150 k's north of Melbourne. Yeah. Um, and like to, and the public transport to get from the airport to Bendigo is fucking shit too. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. You, you have to like catch a cab or a bus or whatever. It's a, either Sunbury or Southern Cross yep. and then catch the train to Bendigo for another two hours. Like, that's why I went down and picked my club and I said, mate, I'm not letting you get into town at like nine o'clock. I'll no. just go fucking get you. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, no, that's it. I'm going to throw it out there that I'm personally really keen to get as involved in possible again next year. Uh, I really loved playing, but I also really enjoyed helping with the organisation side of things as well. And that's something that uh, yeah, I'm definitely looking at doing. So Great. Well, I'm going to... We're recording, so you're not going to get out of it. Yeah. <laughs> oh, how do I delete that bit? <laughs> no, I had a ball. It was a great event, and I just, I'd like to see it grow, really. Yep. What do we got coming up the rest of the year? I think there's something on it's the two, horizon. Two major uh, events. So, uh, firstly, is Masters, which is essentially in a month's time. Yep. Yep. Uh, so, when at the time of recording this episode, uh, it's Tuesday night. Uh, the invites are going out Thursday, so... That's something that I'm really excited about. My first year in the competitive scene. Yeah. First time going to Masters ever for anything. So, yeah. Yeah, look, and got to say, um, not to pump the tyres up of Central Victoria too much, but some um, some good numbers from Measured going to Masters. Yeah, we've got three of us. So, three out of 12 or 13, which is sort of the core group here. Uh, is really good considering that half of those 12 or 13 aren't even really competitive players or are still newer, like yourself. Yeah, yeah. So, yeah, I think uh, next year uh, we're going to be going to a few more events, so uh, you might see a few more of us there at Masters, mm. hopefully. Could be a bit of fun. Yeah. So yeah. I'll try my best. Look yeah, at, Luke, no you'll promises. be there next year, so are you, Dave. Don't yeah. you worry. Look, look out for the Hawaiian shirts. Yeah. Uh, Mexicans are coming. Yeah. Speaking of Hawaiian shirts... CanCon 2019. Let's talk about it. Yeah, fucking 220 players. Yeah, this is huge. It is massive. This is huge. This is the, the third year. For yeah. sig- uh, fourth year for Sigma. For Sigma, okay. But oh, we, third. I, I don't know. We, we've, got, we've got 200 plus... Fourth. 200 plus tickets sold for this year. Uh, last year, they capped out at 100 and... Uh, 
Yeah, there was 110 tickets available, yeah. 104 rocked up. There you go. And the year before that, it was less than 50. Yeah, yeah it was, it was yeah. 46, I think. So, yeah, this is going to be its third year, and it's just multiplied and multiplied, and I don't know. And and, and it's not like these tickets went on sale the day after last year's CanCon. These things sold out in okay. a matter of days. Yeah, weekend. Um, less, than 20, uh, less than 48 hours. Yeah. Now, that's really mm. exciting. Yeah. I actually personally found watching the ticket, I actually found I was refreshing the page, just watching the tickets disappear. <laughs> so luckily, I, um, as soon as I saw the tickets that were on sale, I uh, grabbed my phone and ran to the back of the house to start organising my ticket without distraction. And, um, <laughs> to later sounds, ask for forgiveness. <laughs> sounds, sounds silly, but it worked. I've got my ticket. But no, nah, just, just watching the numbers disappear and the internet was just alight with people. Oh, there's only 80 left. Oh, there's only 50 left. How, how good was that? that just was, a um, communal countdown. Yeah, yeah. It, was, it was just exciting. Just, it, just it was exciting. Watching yeah. the feedback just all across the country. Mm. Um, I'm, I'm really looking forward to it. Um, so there's a bunch of us going up. Yeah, uh, so I think like all of us in that sort of core group plus an extra one or two guys. Yeah. Uh, so potentially 15 Dudes all in fucking matching Hawaiian shirts is going to be yeah. a ripper. Road train all the way up there, yeah. camping. Yeah. yeah. Look out, Canberra. Yeah. Look, uh, for those listening, come and stay at the caravan park area. It's a fucking great time. There you go. There you go. You are invited. <laughs> yeah. Anyone's welcome. Come and have some few, come and have a beer or two or yeah. 10. Whatever tickles you fancy. <laughs> look, I'm, uh, I'm going to quickly throw across to what we've got planned for next episode. Uh, as you mentioned, Joel, Masters is right around the corner. That's what we're going to be talking about at uh, in the next episode. Masters prep. We're going to be reviewing the player pack, talking about our expectations, throwing out some predictions, you know, what we expect to see, army lists that we think are going to be there, um, you know, just uh, just really explore the uh, the event with a little more information than we have at our fingertips at the moment. So um, that's going to be really interesting. We'll uh, we'll try and get ourselves a couple of special guests for that one as well. Yeah, so I think uh, we've got uh, the other two blokes that are going. So Dalton and hopefully Pat can join us. Yep. Uh, so, yeah, we can just talk all about Masters. Hopefully yeah. uh, the lists are up or yeah, lists are locked in at least, so then we have something a bit more to talk about. Look, failing that, I'm sure we can find a way to just smack talk for an hour. Oh, yeah, without a doubt. <laughs> you're, you're hung out with us enough now to know that we can talk shit for hours. I've, <laughs> I have, I've seen it firsthand. I think I'm going to wrap it there, guys. A massive thank you to Luke, our special guest. Spooky Luke. All right, thank so you very much for joining us. Yeah, it's exciting. How good. We've, we yeah. actually did it. We yeah, did it. We did done. it. We're uh, done. We're at mm. the end. We're at the pointy end of the podcast. Yeah, so Under um, my co-pilot. <laughs> To Joel, thank you very much. As you say, this has been some time in the making, but it was a lot of fun. Yeah. Let's do it again. Yeah. So, Luke, where can we find you, mate, if people want to get in touch? Uh, yep. So, on Twitter, uh, SpookyLukeMG for Measured Gaming. Uh, you'll find me on there. Mostly just updating um, just pictures of me painting progress on armies and so forth. So, yeah, jump on it. Give us a follow. And Joel, you're also on the Twitters. I am on the Twitter feed whatever you want to call it. You're on the tweets. <laughs> I'm on the tweets. Uh, so you can find me, Joel McGrath underscore MG. And you can find me, uh, I'm on Twitter, Mr. Underscore Cunning. Uh, on top of that, follow Measured Gaming, Measured Gaming underscore, 
we'll talk about that some other time as to why there needs to be an underscore at the end. <laughs> um, and uh, obviously, there's a Facebook page because there's a Facebook page for everything. Go and join the Facebook page. There's always plenty of fun stuff on there. Um, always talking about the latest and stuff that's happening in AOS. And uh, keep an ear out for the next episode. So we're looking to do episodes, not monthly, but not fortnightly, somewhere in between. Somewhere in between. Just whenever it sort of works out for all of us. Yeah, regular enough. If you do have any feedback, suggestions, requests, anything at all, please get in touch with us, measuredgaming at hotmail.com, and we'll do our best to address those. And uh, thank you very much for listening. Thanks again to my guests. Mm. All right, guys. We'll see you next time. Have fun, Masters. Thank you.